Welcome to the We In To Win Show podcast version. Join host Sinovia D. Williams as she dives deep into the real stories behind the success and progress of the most phenomenal business owners and entrepreneurs. You will learn their steps, secrets, and strategies to triumph after trial, find clarity in your vision, survive in crisis, and more. These powerful back shows will help you to get in and stay in your winning zone. And now, your host, Sinovia D. Williams. Welcome winners to the Win to Win show. I'm your host, Sinovia Williams, and it is my pleasure. I am so excited. I am thrilled to have this very special guest today. He is a young man that has made his mark in the country as someone who uh, excels in creativity excels in leadership. Uh, he is a creator of some of the, and I won't spill the beans as yet, but some of the best organized productions and shows that we get to experience in the country. I'll give you a hint. You think of the word elevation. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. Today, it is my pleasure to present to you on the show, media and music executive, the one, the only, Vince the Mac McDonald. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank oh you so much. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to get right into it. I usually start the show off by asking my guests to share something about themselves that may be a bit of a surprise um, to family, maybe even close friends, something that's different. Nobody expects that this is something you do, you enjoy, you know, share with us, fill the veins for us. Mm, boy, no one has never really asked me that question before. Uh, well, a lot of people don't know, even though I do a lot of music, I literally never sat down and wrote a song. A lot of my songs that I do, a lot of music that I release has just been like freestyle, right? Yeah, so a lot of, you know, I would hear a track and I'll just lay down the chorus and then that next thing you know would be a song, right, you know, freestyle the verse. So I never really had a discipline to sit down and actually write a song um, like that. Um, but that's something that people probably will not know about me in terms of who know my music. Um, uh, I wanted to be... I wanted to be an astronaut at one point in life. So, That's interesting. You know, I don't know where that came from, but it is not a wild dream that I was going to be an astronaut. So, yeah. you know. I think it has something to do with just taking off and going beyond. Probably, the probably, probably. Limit. Probably where elevation came from. Because you're living it, I don't know. right? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, B-Mac. Well, let's tell us a little more about yourself. I want to know more about B-Mac, Vincent, the child. Tell us about childhood, mm -hmm. going mm -hmm. into adolescence. Tell me what was life like for you. Did you come from a big family, small family? Um, you know, I came from a really, uh, a really uh, balanced family per se. You know, my mother, my father was always there. I have three sisters, um, an older sister and two younger sisters. So I was the only like son, so I was the only guy, you know, outside of my father inside the house. So I had a very um, pretty, you know, good childhood. Um, personally, you know, life wasn't. You know the greatest journey for me, but the person that may have been following my my career and my journey would know that um, I was born blind, had surgeries after. Yeah, my person may may or not may know that the person been following me. So life for me wasn't average growing up. You know, I did grow up in a very uh, stable, um, progressive family. You know, um, my father is an entrepreneur. My mother, she was an offshore banker. She's retired now. So um, we all had you know basically. Average, you know, um, middle class life, living, you know, private school, and but but at the same time, for me, uh, you know, God just had a different plan for me in terms of uh, me being born visually impaired and having to go through not so uh, average, you know, regular people struggle, and so yeah, so that so I kind of progressed, and that's kind of where the music came from because. Uh, or where my heart for music and media and everything else came from, you know, got a lot of rejection, school after school, we're not going to go through all of that, but um, I used to be that kid, just like everyone else, you know, who loved music, running around the house, banging up on pots and pans, breaking up everything, you know, microphone with your brush, the remote control, you know, that type of stuff, and so, um, yeah, from there, um, it just ticked off from there, my, I had great grandparents, so okay. they were those grandparents that... Uh, my Grammys, like, every Christmas, yeah. she would just 
buy me a drum set or a guitar or a keyboard. Uh, they'd be broken by Boxing Day, but because I never knew how to play, I never knew how to sing. I would be in the choir, they'd put me all the way in the back, and I would just be, ah, you know, I'd be shouting, couldn't sing a lick in all of the children's choir. They'd give me the non-speaking and singing part, but I just had to let, I just oh, had to shine bright, you know. And so, um, I was really, you know, misunderstood and underestimated growing up, and. You know, God has allowed for me to push through all of the societal norms and, and be able to be in this position where I'm at today. Vima, mm -hmm. I didn't know exactly why I was so super excited about talking with you. I didn't know half of what you just shared. And, and I have to get deeper into some of that because the reality is you said a lot of average, of average family life, balanced family life. But what you went through was not ordinary. It was very extraordinary, as you started to explain. Right. Um, and, and something you said just kind of peaked above everything that you said. You said, they tried to give me the parts in the back. They tried to give me the non-singing parts. Mm -hmm. But look at what you were doing today. It wasn't, you didn't allow yourself to be defined by what they were giving you. You kind of honed in to yourself, um, your gifting, Somehow you got some understanding about your self-identity that obviously the majority of people were not confirming for you and affirming for you. Right. So when the word, when people were trying to give you the background for singing, but you but now you're out in the forefront, what what was it? What was the voice in your head? Who were the people in your head? Mm -hmm. What happened that gave you that courage and helped you to define that it was okay for you to pursue what you know is your gift? Well, like I always tell people, uh, for me, one of the greatest pulling points, because of course, when you experience something like I've experienced from birth, you didn't ask for that, you know? And so it was a really difficult journey for everyone that was a part of my life. My parents, my family, trying to balance, you know, um, me being, um, you know, the oldest son, the only son, and then three other siblings, and this was not hereditary, so you're trying to figure it all out. But one, being rejected from different society, one thing that my parents always looked at me and said growing up, no one determines your future but you. And so at some point in life, I had to make a decision going home every day after school crying, Mommy, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go back there. Those people, they mean, they this, they that. You know, she always looked at me and said, yeah, I know it's difficult, but at the end of the day, life is about choices. You didn't choose to come in this world this way, but you could choose how you live. And and so that I didn't understand it then. I didn't know what, what in the world she was talking about. As far as I know, I felt defeated. Yeah. And at some point in my life, uh, being able to for them to allow me to operate in the capacity that I was operating in and allow me to fly because I wasn't able to interact with the regular kids, you know, being in the position I was in, you know, I wasn't able to, to go out and play with the kids the way I know that everyone else do and be a part of extracurricular activities. So I, I had a different kind of life. And so for me, I had to sit down and be like, am I going to conform to societal norm or am I going to create my own path and my destiny? I did some very off the wall things and some things that I would laugh about today. You know, I, I, one summer, I always tell the story when I have an opportunity, one summer I, I was home um, and having uh, uh, female sisters, baby sisters, you know, they would have dolls in their rooms and, you know, I always wanted to have a concert, I always used to sit down and dream about having my very own concert and, and I did some off the wall things with a big open lawn in the front yard and I pulled all of my um, front room tables and chairs outside and went in my sister's rooms and took out all of their um, Barbie dolls and my first concert was to their Barbie dolls in my front lawn and, and our neighbors would walk past and drive past and look at me dead crazy and I'm like, uh, uh, and I didn't care, you know, I was singing to an audience of dogs and, and, and that's just how my career kind of kicked off and if I had the, uh, if I had the, the, the courage to do that, yes. you know, my mom came to me one birthday because we had this thing where you only could have birthdays every every five years, birthday parties, okay. right? You know, so much kids, like, you can't have a party every year. So be like, every five years you can have a party. And so my mom came to me at my 10th birthday and was like, what you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, mommy, I want to have a concert. Invite all of, the, all, all of my cousins, my friends, do the curry chicken for the adults, the, the hot dog for the kids. And and my 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 concert, my for my first birthday, my 10th birthday, um, was to humans. And... 
from that point, you know, you always have that one auntie, that one auntie that at the end of this cute little boy concert and go grab the mic and pick up an offering. And I made a whopping $60 that day and I felt like my life was forever changed. And from there, I moved from the backyard to church hall, to church hall, from around the world. So I had, you know, it, it was just baby steps and believing in yourself. The first step for me was... I didn't care about what other people thought about me at some point. I had to build up the courage to believe that I can obtain these goals for myself, for my own sanity, for my own mental health. And I only came to this realization years into accomplishing everything. I never understood why I did half of the things I did um, growing up. But it was really for my sanity. Yes. It was really for me to feel accepted in my own little world, and my own bubble, so I don't go through the process of feeling depressed or feeling suicidal or wanting to give up in life, you know? And so that's how come I ended up where I'm at today because, you know, after I did that, my next step was to prove to the world that I can do it. Because once you believe it in yourself that you can obtain anything, you know, it don't, no one can tell you at that point, you can't, you know? And so that's, that's kind of what, what pushed me through. That right there is a surge of power to anyone who's listening right now. Um, we, we, you said something else. You said uh, because of the way your parents nurtured you and, and, and your courage and your confidence, they did that for you. You said they gave you the wind, to, the, the ability to soar. And so that's reference to what we're talking about today, the wind to win. What are those hidden invisible things, those, those persons with the words that they would have said to you that makes VMAC, Vince McDonald, the success he is today? And as you, as you speak about your wind, the word that I hear was decision. You made a decision. And um, I have to highlight that so that our aspiring entrepreneurs and our aspiring business owners, um, they will understand that step one, decision. You have to decide that you can do it. You have to believe in yourself, first of all, before you get anyone else to buy into you. So often we have an idea and a plan, and, and we are so uncertain about ourselves, and then we want to pick somebody. We want you to believe something that we don't believe, and you know, people smell us from a mile away. You want to convince me? And, and I think one thing that we need to realize is people will not buy into your uncertainty. But that level of confidence, you don't need them to buy it. No. You bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's say, we, 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 without even going into the details, we know that your childhood, your adolescent years were very difficult and challenging when you looked at what people would have wanted to bring to the table for you. We already know that as from a child, you had these ideas of production and show, and you were given an, an, an open space to be able to kind of walk into it. So now you're finished high school, right? Um, you already started to get a taste of things from 10 years old. So what's happening now? What's your ambition? What's your vision? How did you see yourself moving forward from there? Still with yeah, so, so uh, at the age of, I think it was, I was in probably grade nine or so, um, that year, my grandmother, my great, my, my amazing grandmother bought me a video camera and I didn't know what in the world I was, I, I was doing, you know. Um, I don't know why she did it. I, I don't even know why I asked for it. And, um, she got me a video camera and I sat down with this video camera in my hand having no knowledge of video, no knowledge of editing. I mean, not even know what I wanted to do. And... Um, uh, I sat down trying to figure out what I was going to do with it, and um, I was like, I'm going to start a TV show. <laughs> and I was on High Five one day, and um, DJ Counselor, who is now a very great friend of mine, um, was having a birthday bash at BFM, and um, I, I messaged him on High Five. So I just showed my age there, so I didn't know who was on High Five. Yes, I messaged him on High Five, and I was like, hey! I have a TV show and I want to come and I want to interview all of the artists at, at, your, at your birthday bash. You know, he had a big birthday bash, some international artists was coming and he was like, okay, cool, yeah, like he didn't, like he just responded, like, yeah, cool. Um, 
Uh, keep in mind, I never really had no relations with him at all. Didn't know, you know, I knew of him, but didn't know. So all the top artists were there. Keep in mind, I didn't have a TV show. I just wanted to have a TV show. So a TV <laughs> show wasn't a thing. But I, you know, I, I believe that if I took the first step, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know what's gonna happen. So I walk in, I didn't even have a name for the TV show at that oh point. God. So the day of the TV show, the day of the party, I pulled one of my neighbors and I was like, hey, I need you to be my camera guy. And he rolled with me to BFM and and I up here and, um, you know, I was like, well, we can name the show. And he's like, bro, how are we doing a TV show? Like, this is extreme. And I was like, yes, Extreme View TV. And so my first television show was Extreme View TV. I went into BFM. He was behind the camera. I, I, I he plugged in this little microphone. I started interviewing everyone. And uh, I went home and tried to figure out, okay, so, I, so first step accomplished, good, bam, boom. What's next? Went online, just tried to figure out how to connect this camera to the computer, download, you know, and, and it was, it, back then we had dial-up, like internet wasn't even nothing serious, so I was just like, man, this was frustrating. Yeah. Somehow I slapped together a show, and one day after school I was like, I told my dad, I want to go to uh, uh, Cable Bahamas to, to drop off my show. <laughs> And this, 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 this little 14 year old boy, 14, uh, 15 year old boy, walked in the cable behind me in the school uniform and said, I want you to play my show. And I gave them the oh DVD. And the rest was history. They looked at me, they, it was so cute. Uh, and a very good friend of mine, she ended up being a very good friend of mine. Some 15 years later, Alexia Coakley, yes. she was there and she was just like, this is so cute. Dr. Keith Wisdom was there and she took the show and she believed in this little 15 year old boy. And to this day, we still have a very great relationship and the rest was history. And that's how my television and media career began. And, and it's so funny because that was the first time many of those artists who were big, who were big artists in the country at the time, ever had their debut on television, never got it interview and from this little 15 year old boy who didn't have a show who just jumped up and was like I'm gonna do a show. Fearless. Yep. Fearless. Yep. And innovative. I mean but that's like really that's like just leaping off a cliff. Let's just do it. Yep. Okay I have this camera and hey shout out to your Grammy who saw you who responded to this thing that she heard mm -hmm. and she, I mean she's awesome. What's her name? Yeah. Her Grammy shout -out. Oh big shout out to my Grammy Betty Allen uh, you know she and that's important, you know, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's very important to, 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 and I'll, to this point, I never really had this conversation with them, to, you know, because I'm still, it, a lot of it is me understanding this in my, in my later years, you know, in my 30s, just really trying to wrap it all together, but now, you know, because I kind of used a lot of my success as distraction to not focus on the, my reality of being visually impaired or whatever the case is, I never really built an appreciation for them believing in mm. me, and, and because I, you know when you're at that point, you, you don't you don't want no one to pull that little you know pity party with you and make you feel you know you know some type of way. Yes. So for me, the pride was up there. So uh, now in my later years, I have a greater appreciation and value these relationships. I didn't know it, I didn't understand it then, but now as I got older, like I really really value and appreciate those type of those people in my life now and I cherish them. So to those that are watching parents, you have a very, uh, you have your role as a parent is to encourage your children. Don't, allow, don't let your children live your dream, your dream, don't live your dream through your children. And that's where a lot of parents go wrong. My parents were like, what you want to do? Okay, go on ahead. I mean, uh, it, it, I feel at a lot of, I feel at a lot of benches, like, like, tremendously failed, like epically failed. There were a lot of failures in my life. There were a lot of failures where I, I ruined a lot of relationships. There are a lot of failures where business deals didn't go as it's supposed to go. And and it, it, you always have an opportunity to rebound and get it right. And so for me, um, while there was a lot of encouragement, there was also a lot of failures. Yes. And accepting and embracing those feelings is also a part of my journey because many times I wanted to give up, but I had to remember like, I have nothing else. Right. This is all I have to give and I have to keep going with others. You said, um, when you were shouting on Grammy, you said of the appreciation of people believing in you. Mm -hmm. And I want to also highlight that because for again, our entrepreneurs and our small business owners who are coming up and they want to do what they see you doing, um, I hear that the wind is 
you need people that believe in you around you. Mm -hmm. Now, some people do not have the benefit of your Grammy. They don't have the they didn't have the benefit of growing up in a in a nice balanced household with a mom and a father who understood and supported. So, I think one of the things that aspiring entrepreneurs need to do at this point is they need to filter their friends and their company. Indeed. You need to keep people around you that believe in you, Indeed. that nurture the gift, um, because you're saying that that was a, a tremendous part of why you were able to excel. Indeed. Um, you know, for me, I tell people all the time that because, because I had an opportunity, I've always been the one to provide those opportunities for other people. I was always that one, and I always had this heart to do the same for, for, for what I would afford the opportunity. And I always tell people all the time, and, and I make this very, very clear and very, very bold, what you see here on this wall and what you see here and what you've witnessed and been blessed by and encouraged by throughout the course of my career, is, it, 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 it has less to do with me, but it has all to do with the amazing people that, that trust this little off-the-wall vision of mine every time I come and say, hey, you know, we're going to do a singing competition, huh? We're gonna do an award show. What? House, wait. You know, like, and so I am literally here because of the people that believe in the vision. I tell you, here at Elevation, we have I have an amazing core group of people that 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 work here, and and that I get on their nerves. We row, we argue, but there's still a great level of love. You know, I have amazing people. Um, you know, that works here. Uh, and believe in the vision, and sacrifice, and and believe. I mean, people like Travis, Talia, Tyra, like people that just come together and just believe in this vision that 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 is, you know, uh, just like they all stop the tears. I got nothing. But um, you know, I, I, you know, these people are the backbone. And you have to realize your strength and your weaknesses as a leader. You have to realize that you can be a visionary, but you may not be the best at execution. And you have to make sure that you always put the people in the right seat of the bus. And you have to ensure that the core premise of everything you do is not about ego, it's not about pride, but it's sticking to the vision. And so you will have people that will come in your environment and they weed themselves out because they have their own agenda. They weed themselves out because as long as you stick to the vision and you sell the vision, not yourself, not yourself. To this day, I have never been on the elevation of one stage. I've never been because it was that wasn't my vision. My vision was never to host it. My vision was never to be seen. My vision was never to be out in the front. It's because it's about the bigger picture. And so to the point where a lot of people don't even know that I'm behind it. And so at the end of the day, teamwork, when they say teamwork, make the dream work. Yes. Listen, it's very important to make sure that you have the right grouping of people that stand behind you, that believe in your vision, and, and, and building that community. You know what I mean? And so that has been the secret to a lot of my success. You know, and even the artists that I've had the amazing opportunity to work with, um, just believing in, in the crazy dreams and ideas and visions that I've had. You know, VMAC, people are very sensitive and mm -hmm. they kind of know when you are for them or when you're fake. Mm -hmm. And especially recently, I find that a lot of people are, you are looking for and searching for a kind of authenticity. They're looking for genuine people. And so even before that became a thing, you were that. You were that from within yourself. You saw people, you valued people, you said it was not just about you getting somewhere, but the people that you could take along. And I believe without even knowing it and thinking about it, uh, you you had a principle, it's, it's, a, it's a type of principle and a spirit that's attached to you that, that you said is uh, one of the backbones of your success. Mm -hmm. And so, so VMAC, we know anyone, well not anyone, but uh, those people who find the courage and confidence to start a business, Okay, so you get a business, but in order to keep the business, you need what you just defined. You need those management skills mm -hmm. and those administrative skills, those leadership skills. How did you develop that? I mean, how did how was that nurtured in you? Because you seem quite proficient. You're very clear. How did? And I'm sure that your business only lasts because you have those particular skills. How were they nurtured in you? Um, failures. Re recognizing when you went wrong. Understanding what those were and and learning and learning from them. Mm. A lot of people we deflect a lot of things. We, we we live our life in denial because we know that we're talented. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, and this is why I have people around me, because one of the biggest lessons I learned is that talent isn't everything. Mm. Just because you think you're good, you ain't good. 
You know what I mean? Uh, to, 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 because people people draw to a level of energy, a level of, of you know, just just what you bring to the table beyond what you're good for. And people just know when you're egotistical, when you're prideful, and people don't connect to that. People connect to a bigger picture that they can be involved in themselves and be a part of. Um, a lot of people, that's why you have more entrepreneurs rising up today, because they're tired of 9 to 5. Talk about the it. The vision yeah. doesn't, they don't connect to the vision of where they're at. And so it's important as entrepreneurs to not bring people along on your journey to help you believe. Ah. That's where we go wrong. We want people around us to push us because we need that push and we need that confidence. When at the end of the day, yes, that is the case. But if you're not at a place in your life where you believe in your vision more than anyone else around you, there's nothing for them to push. Because it's your responsibility to bring them along on this journey. And they use their skill sets and their uh, experience to help create a level, uh, to help fill the gaps in your deficits. And so many times we look for people to just to clutter our space to make us feel powerful. And they serve no purpose. And so for me, it's imperative to make sure that the people that are around me serve a purpose. And the people that don't serve a purpose, I have people over the years that came apart because they initially said they believe in the vision. But when we never strayed from the vision and when we stayed true to who we were, you know what ended up happening? They end up having to jump ship. Yes. Because we're not going to sway because of your, because of what you feel we should do. You know, we, you know, we are all a unit and we all believe it. There is a, there is a goal. There's an objective. How we accomplish that is that it, everyone can can chip in on how we accomplish that. But to say that your 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 involvement or your investment into accomplishing this vision takes us on a different path to get to somewhere else. Yes. We can't do that. And so people, you have to know when people come in their agendas, and the only way to do that is to make sure that you're rooted, that you believe in yourself more than anybody else. Because if you bring people along with you to believe in yourself more than you, you're going to mm. fail. Oh my goodness. VMAC, let me tell you something. What you said just now, that needs a book. That needs a book. You know why? Because I am one of those persons, and I, I normally share my story when I'm interviewing because you have so much. But you just, you unraveled something just now. I've been on jobs where the leader didn't have vision. And, and as a result of that, uh, what they did is they did what you call a cost in their environment with people that added no value, especially to what the organization was supposed to be doing. But it was just a matter of them seeking a, a, a feeling of power. You just, you just, like you said it, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what it is. But vision, vision is core. Vision is where it starts and vision is what you must maintain. And that's what people buy into. And so, so for our entrepreneurs, um, you may be going through a hard time or aspiring business owners, and you may think that you want to start a business because you want to kind of just uh, feel, feel your strength again, but that's not the reason. That's never a good enough reason to start a business. Indeed. It has to be vision. Mm-hmm. It has to be vision. It, it, if you know, if, I mean, the Bible even says, well, there's no vision, the people perish. And so if, 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 you're, if you're bringing people on to, to create vision, you're going to have a very clustered, failing environment. You have to bring people on to accomplish and achieve that vision. But first, you have to be grounded and rooted in understanding what it is that you're trying to, be, that you're trying to accomplish. Stay tuned. More life-changing conversation ahead on The Win to Win. But now, a word from our sponsors. Your video commercial ad is the real money maker behind your business. It grabs the attention of potential customers, delivers your message, and points them to your location. Is your business missing this essential asset and increased sales because of the extremely high cost of video commercial production? Here's your game changer. The Win to Win Production Services introduces the smart solution for professional quality video commercials delivered quickly and easily. 2 by 2 delivers your video commercial ad in two days at only $200. Efficient and affordable. Call or WhatsApp us today to secure your production spot at 242-428-7310. This amazing offer is for a limited time only. So call today, 242 428 7310. 
two by two. Watch your customers and sales grow. The Win to Win wishes to thank all of our sponsors. And now, let's get in and stay in our winning zone with more of the Win to Win. So, Vimak, let's talk vision. Um, how do you how do you define vision? I mean, is it just okay? I get I get this brilliant idea. I have the talent. I have the skills. So, um, I, I create a business plan. How to define vision and how it works for you? Um, I actually never knew what vision was. At one point in life, um, what happened is one day I, I, I had a, a ministry, a singing engagement at BFM, one of the last uh, opportunities that I had to sing uh, in front of Dr. Miles. And, um, a very, very good friend of mine, one of my, one of my best friends, um, came up after I was introduced and grabbed the microphone and told my story. Like, he just felt led. Being close to the movie at the time, I never really accepted where I'm at or where I was on my reality about being visually impaired and he came and he grabbed that microphone and he told like basically the whole world my entire story and then I did the performance and just like any other typical uh, artist or a typical show that you go to you just after you come off stage do this you know gotta like, make your way to the exit <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, Dr. Miles um, uh, I'm a bearer, I guess you can call E.T. told him to come run me down like literally almost out the door and he was like you can't go nowhere. And Dr. Miles like, was like, Dr. Miles, want to see you. And he pulled me over on the side and he looked me deep bog in the eye and said, I have never found anyone like you. And I look at this dude like, how, what? How? What you talking about? Like, do it. Like, say, you inspire. And the next line was like, while I was in puzzle, he's like, you inspire me. And I was like, first of all, I ain't got no private chat. I know New York Times bestseller 50 times over. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't a millionaire. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, and he's like, all my life I've been speaking on vision. And it's rare that I run into people that exemplifies the message that I've been preaching all this life. And I, and I look at him even more confused. I'm like, huh? Yes. What you talking about? He said, one of the greatest things that I've learned about vision and I've been teaching all around the world is that vision shows you what could be and sight shows you what is. And many people look at their lives and feel like they cannot accomplish or achieve their goals because of what they see, because of what's in the front of them. You know, the opticals and decisions that they made so they, they kind of dismiss themselves from life. And... He says, the mere fact that you have no sight, and even if you wanted to see the challenges that's in the front of you, you still can't see them anyway. But somehow, you envisioned what your life could be, and you act on that, and that's why you're here today. And so for me, vision is really just me closing my eyes and dreaming about something that is so that 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 is impossible to to the to the human mind, impossible by looking at it. Yes. And. I put up many ideas. I mean, if y'all know some of the ideas that I have in the back of my mind, y'all call me crazier. If some of y'all already call me crazy for stuff I do. Um, and so, uh, I never act on those ideas until I have direction on how it's going to be accomplished, on how it's going to be obtained. And so, for me, vision is really being able to write that and make that plain. Yes. And to be able to sell this vision to my rest of my team and say, let's run. And I have a team that runs with confidence because they understand where we're going. Because I'm confident in, because I wrote that vision, and God gave me that vision, I'm confident in where we're going. And even though they are confused as to, bro, I don't see how we're going to do this, there's still a level of confidence in this race because at the end of the day, it's clean. You understand? And so that's the key. I mean, at the end of the day, the Bible says make the vision, write the vision, make it clean. And where there's no vision, everything around you will perish and fail. You are actually walking the word. And that's, again, that invisible wind beneath your wings. That's amazing. You are actually living and walking the word. And um, to have Pastor Miles say those things to you, again, um, that type of affirmation, that's just unbelievable. That's like, wow, you know? But I, and I'm also, I'm also very inspired by you. Thank you. And so let's talk about some of the things that you would have produced. Mm -hmm. uh, we know, tell us about the awards um, mm -hmm. show. 
tell us about Two for Two Untapped. That used to be pretty cool as well. I remember when that when that started. Tell us about some of the things that you actually went ahead and produced. Okay, so with uh after Extreme UTV, uh, back in 2012, I think it ran from 2007 to about 2012, and um, being an artist and producing for so many great artists, um, and I realized that there was kind of a drought and there wasn't no new talent that was coming out until God dropped in this vision. Uh, I was actually sitting down one day watching uh, American Idol and BET Sunday Bath, and I was like, hmm, we don't have that down here. Okay. And I was like, you know what, we can do this. And I reached out to all of the top artists in the country, and they're like, impossible. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't know. Mm -mm. At the time, uh, Jonathan Farrington um, just came out. He just won BT Star Maker. He was a very new artist, but he was very, very talented at the time. And I sat down, being his producer. He was in the studio working with me, and I was working on his album. And I was like, I want to do the show. And he's like, let's do it. And uh, I made him a judge, and at that time I was already an artist, already seasoned, and so I sold it to some of my, my colleagues, and they were like, nah, and so I ended up just going to, you know, you know, not so much high prestigious people, and, yes. and the vision came out, and um, at the time I partnered with Potential Church, and um, we went in there, um, I was on the team there at the time, and so they were so gracious to allow this to happen, and they believed in the vision, and they jumped on it. And um, we did the first season, Shanique Thurston won, and then it just kind of increased from there. People started to believe in it, and from there, I mean, you know, the rest was history. Uh, and then something happened where I completely got discouraged um, on, the, on the journey of, you know, just realizing that there is more to this music thing than just the whole gospel thing. I've had mainstream artists come to me after seeing 242 on top, and it's like, I'll play like I'm a Christian just to judge the show because there's nothing else going on. Yeah. And that kind of inspired me to know that, you know, people in the world and, and generally were just watching a faith-based show and were being inspired. And I felt that, that was at the moment, I felt that my career and my ministry was no longer for the four walls. I felt at the time, like I had a responsibility to, to, to engage culture in a bigger way um, and bridge the gap between faith and life. And so um, something happened where um, one of something just something just happened where it was a very bad representation in my mind about the church that happened with, uh, after 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 um, the last the third season of Two Four Two went up and I I got discouraged with the church I was like this is not of God it ain't happening like forget it you know I was like y'all ain't making no sense you know no one asking questions everyone was drawing conclusions and I was like no. No, no. After that, you know, God was like, no, I have a bigger plan and bigger purpose for you. And, like, you got to engage culture in a big way. Like, you have to be my light. And you got you to gotta represent. Like, you got to show them that, that, that while they had an agenda, like, my agenda is bigger. And, and it was very rare that you operate, um, a, you know, on a level that, that, is, that is, you know, not a mom and pop operation. Okay. And so there was a lot of misunderstanding when it came to contracts and how that worked because, you know, uh, the, the, the church world kind of feel, you know, you know. I know, entitled. Church world kind of feel, you know, <laughs> um, that's not of God, you, you know, the money, this, money, that. And so it was just a whole big misunderstanding that ended up happening. And so for me, I was able to push through. And God gave me the vision for the Elevation Award to say, yeah, you would focus your entire, your, your entire life on, on serving inwardly. Now I need you to serve outwardly. And so I was able to go out and, and be able to, to engage the wider world by creating a, a global platform, like a, a, a mainstream platform, sorry, like the Elevation Award that provided opportunities for mainstream artists to be a part of something that was bigger, that was all ran by um, one of the well-respected gospel artists in the country. And so, um, you know, God allowed my level of influence to be able to, for people to trust me um, that were in the mainstream community. Like, I, 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 I humbly embrace this, these moments and these opportunities that I get when people look at me and be like, uh, for, even though for a very long time, you know, we had a lot of mainstream artists a part of the show because people knew the history of Elevation. They always thought that Elevation Awards was a gospel show. Because of because of the association with Elevation Media or Elevation Records and knowing that I was behind it, they're like, you know, we had challenges for the first couple of years with sponsors because they're like, that's a gospel show. So when they see letters come from me, you know, they'd be like, oh, turn that away. That's a gospel show, wow. you know. And so we had those type of challenges because, you know, people knew me on that level. And so 
Um, you know, God gave me the vision to be able to do it, and um, we did very well. God allowed, you know, the opportunity to continue to flow to the point now where we are four years in, all thanks to my amazing team, and we're getting ready to go regional um, in, in 2022 for the fifth annual Elevation Award. So we're kind of leaving the Bahamas and expanding this vision to be yes. beyond the Bahamas market. And so, God, uh, you know, I believe that if God has brought me this far and my team this far, I believe 2022 is going to be bigger and better. And um, yeah, over the years, I've also been graced to produce with some of the, the top artists in the country. Um, you know, one of them that we come to love and have loved over the years that uh, God has taken uh, away from us, lyrically blessed. He was one of, um, yeah, I've had the opportunity to, for, to produce more than 90% of the songs that you guys uh, love and appreciate from him. Um, we actually did an album together. Yes. Yeah, we did an album together, the way we praise. And, and so, um, you know, he was my, my tour partner. We did a lot of tours. We traveled all around the world. Um, and... Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest producers here as well, you know, Sketch, um, Sammy Starr. Um, Sammy Starr is actually one of uh, our lead producers here. And so a lot of things that you've heard from me and, and, and from all the other artists that are under the, the imprint has also been a collaboration with myself and Sammy. And so uh, I am one to always um, believe in valuing and fighting for a relationship. Yes. Because, you know, there are just some things money can't buy. You know, relationship is 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 key, and and so that I always strive to make sure that before we move into anything, before we go forward into anything, we good. You know what I mean? Because it allows us to not be hindered by anything else external, but allows us to work and focus on accomplishing the bigger picture and goal. And so for me, a lot of what people have seen is because of relationship. Um, because 90, I won't even say 90, 100% of the productions that we've started and we've completed to the end, we didn't have the first dollar when we, when we, when we launched it. Like we had no money when, when the Elevation Award started, no money. When 242 and TAP started, no money. And it was because of relationship and being, and the vision being so strong, people were like, you know what, I believe in that. You know, um, and, and over the years, you, you, I, I've messed up in some business transactions, but you know, because of relationship, you're able to come back and fight back and, and, and push through and, and fight for a bigger picture. And so for me, the key, another key to, to what have me where I'm at is relationship yes. and making sure that that relationship remains strong regardless. And now we're at a place where we just launched a, a digital platform, Elevation Now, that is driven on digital content and platforms. So we're excited about that as well. And so God is just doing some amazing things and allowing us to engage culture. So you're going to be seeing something about that in, in this year coming up. Uh, engage culture is a new platform that I've created that is going to be designed for, for um, people of faith that are, you know, just unconventional and orthodox um, where, you know, you're not subscribing and conforming to religion, mm, but you're subscribing and performing and conforming to relationship. Mm. Relationship with God and relationship with other people. Because when you stick along the lines of religion, you're trapped in a box and people don't become successful when they, when they go on the lines of religion. And so when you have religion, it's me talking at you. When you have relationship, it's me talking to you. And so that's the difference between where I'm at. And so we're creating a new platform where we're bringing people from all walks of life, from entrepreneurship, from, from music, entertainment, business. And, and we're bringing everyone together to have this big conversation about how you can love God, but still, you know, be a successful actor, actress, entrepreneur, and, and still do what we love to do. And don't feel pressured or burdened because we're not conforming to the religional, the societal norm of what religion has set us out just because we say we love God. And so that's something that I'm excited about. It's going to be coming out in 2021. And so uh, just look out for that. And you know, VMAC, it is so necessary what you're saying because many people can't seem to find that link and fill the gap between their faith, what they want to do, using their gift for God, and how do I make money? How, how do yeah. I actually make a difference? Because we live in a very judgmental society. <laughs> You say you love God, but how you love God and doing what you do? You know what I mean? And so um, people don't realize loving God is just having a relationship with Him. 
And and so um, at the end of the day, ain't none of y'all agree with me when I hit when I hit them early gates. Now that's not saying that you have to have accountability. Yes. That's not saying that you're not supposed to have a community and a circle around you calling you out when you're doing crap. Yes. But at the same time, you have to make sure that you believe. I mean, we celebrate the fact that you know Tyler Perry mentioned Jesus all up in his movies and yes. he does what he does. But we ain't out here judging him. No. You know what I'm saying? We still supporting them, making him millions by going to support his films. You know, and so at the end of the day, why that, why that same principle can't apply with everyone else and everyone else's life and being successful? You should not have to be a creative and be a creative in a box. You should not have to be an entrepreneur but saying you should only hire Christians. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's not what Jesus would do. And so this is what I'm, this is the platform that I've been graced with now to really preach that message. Um, you know, I, 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 people are not, I run a, I run a bar. And I go downstairs from my bar out of my office every day, and I see some of the biggest church people there, but I ain't judging you. You know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, you know, yeah. um, it, it's about engaging culture. Listen here. You know? We got to have show number two just on that alone. Because you put it out there, and I'm sure a lot of people, including myself, don't understand all the ins and outs. But guess what? I would love to learn. I'm, I'm, I'm open to learning. What I hear and what I'm observing I have to take it back to where you were born. You said you were born blind, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I guess it's because the Christmas season has just passed. Um, we, I consider Christ being born in a manger. These, what we consider unfortunate circumstances, mm-hmm. um, very, very difficult, very challenging circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so to hear what you are saying now, what is inside of you, this global movement is inside of you now it just all seems to make all the sense because it's 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 part of what god does that he let he he allowed you to be born in these difficult circumstances so he could groom you um i read something in the scriptures the other day and it said that jesus said that you know god you hid me in the shadow of your hands like being born all of that was a part of him sort of taking keeping you hidden as a child from childhood keeping you in a in a space so that all of this, all these dreams, this passion could just develop. And I am just honored to be in this place sitting and talking with you because you are definitely a world changer. Thank you. Definitely a world Thank changer. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to put the pieces together. Only now that I'm a little older and I, I look at life differently. Things I would have said five, six, seven years ago, I definitely wouldn't say now. You know, so if this interview was a couple of years back, you would hear some very ignorant, naive things. And so I'm just humbled to be able to, you know, 15 years later into my career, to still be able to to have the level of influence and growing. And just having a, for me, it's just being humble because, you know, I, I look at myself to be lemons, but, you know, God can take lemons and make lemonade. And, and so I'm just excited about what's going to happen and how it's all going to be shaped and mold and and just continuing to build and strengthen relationships around me. Awesome. Tell me, tell me, um, besides, um, you know, Dr. Miles and Brian, me, if you brand me and the family, um, but is there anybody that really inspires you um, on, a, on a global level, someone outside of the Bahamas? Um, on, on, a, on a global level, I'm a type of person that, 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 that love to hear success stories and how people really just brought it from the pits. You mean, we hear stories like, like Tyler Perry, where Tyler Perry was one of those persons that, that spent his last and did, you know, close to some 50 shows out of deficit, yes. you know, left hundred, left, left a bunch of jobs. And then you hear the stories of Steve Harvey, how he was homeless for about three years and went to marriage and marriage. These are people that have success stories and are now successful and one thing I take away from that and it helped me get to where I'm at is the only way to move forward in your life is not out of, perf- not out of perfection but out of progression and we try to be so perfect and make things happen and for me one thing that I take away from listening to these people's success stories is the fact that at the end of the day they even though in their success now, they never ran away from their reality. Their reality is their reality, and that is what made them who they are. Mm. And never forgetting where you come from. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I, I heard a story about Lisa Nichols, um, someone that I've had the opportunity to meet on a few occasions and, and sit down with her as well and, and, and listen to her. All these people are people that have been um, at the bottom. Yes. You know, But I think the biggest challenge is we get successful and, and, and we want to forget where we come from. We want to forget who we are and, and, and because now we're here and we struggle. And 
you know, we as black people, we have a tendency of playing the victim. Okay. We like to play that victim game, you know. Y'all don't know what I've been through, and you know, nah, 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 nah. and so you have to realize what you've been through is is, is the reason why you're here today. Oh my. You know, your story, you know, you you know, and your story is the reason why you're here. And so, um, my encouragement to everyone, man, is to just embrace every season of your life, and 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 you know, don't play the victim game, man. Because at the end of the day, when you're a victim, if you accept the fact that you are a victim and not be in denial. At some point, when you go through that journey, you're gonna end up becoming a victim. And as long as you stay in denial, as long as you try to play that victim card, yeah. you'll never end up victorious. Mm. You'll never see the light of what's happening in your darkness. Yeah. So, uh, wow, thank you so much. VMAC, you, you are a spectacular individual, and I know that people can trust you with their giftings. So we have those potential singers, artists, I mean, the list goes on and on. Could you please say to them how they can find you? Please let us know your handles. Where do we find you on social, online? Where are your office? How do we get in contact with you? Because we don't just want to engage and collab with people who don't have that revelation that you have and that we are certain um, you'll definitely look out for us. So tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, well, of course, you know, um, one thing that I encourage everyone, if you're creative or you're an aspiring creative, I encourage you to jump in and be a part of, uh, of the Elevation Now platform. It's designed for tools and resources to help you become a successful and more productive and progressive creative. And so that's the first step. So we encourage everyone, elevationnow.com, E-L-E-V, the number eight, T-I-O-N-N-O-W.com. Become a member, man, and jump in. Um, it's not just for artists, it's for everyone in the creative field. You get resources, um, and then we have a lot of amazing programming, master classes, and a whole lot of stuff that's gonna be provided through that platform in, in, in 2021 specifically. So definitely jump on that. And then if you have a question, I'm always here to answer you. Just shoot me a DM, and, and, and let's do life together. Let's do life together. Well, I, I definitely I'm gonna be Elevation Now today. I'm signing up. Thank you so much for just being who you are, thank you so much for the gift of God and you and allowing God to use you in thank such you. magnificent ways. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Not a problem. Anytime. Thank you for sharing the wind beneath your wings. All right, so Elevation Now, if you want to win. Thank you for tuning in to the Win to Win Show with host Novia D. Williams. For the television version of the show, as well as services and resources for advertising your business, subscribe to our website at www.thewintowin.com. Like us on Facebook, Win to Win for monthly giveaway promotions, behind the scenes, and more. Your video commercial ad is the real money maker behind your business. It grabs the attention of potential customers, delivers your message, and points them to your location. Is your business missing this essential asset and increased sales because of the extremely high cost of video commercial production? Here's your game changer. The Win to Win Production Services introduces the smart solution for professional quality video commercials delivered quickly and easily. 2x2 two two delivers your video commercial ad in two days at only $200. Efficient and affordable. Call or WhatsApp us today to secure your production spot at 242-428-7310. This amazing offer is for a limited time only. So call today, 242-428-7310. Two by two, watch your customers and sales grow.